I don't think we take enough time to tap in and ask, how am I feeling right now? What could I do? We like to distract ourselves and have like that monkey mind going at all times. So I think it's slowing down and asking. Welcome to How Do You Feel, a podcast with info and inspo to help you tune in to your fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I'm your host, Casey Zavaleta, and together we'll explore how we can optimize our physical and mental health so that we radiate positivity and happiness from the inside out. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of How Do You Feel? Today, I just want to pose a question for you to think about. Do you have the guts to make a change? Change takes courage. You may know deep down within yourself that something about your life, you really want to change. You want something to be better. But to actually take action and do something about it takes guts. Are you willing to stand up for yourself and make the damn change? I've personally been thinking about this a lot lately as it sort of feels like in my life right now, I'm at this point where I've been building and growing for the last two years, but it's all leading up to something. And I think I've been talking about this with some people over the last week, but it's almost like it takes a big change in your life, whether it's a move or a job change or revolutionizing your habits or starting a training program or deciding that you're going to eat differently, whatever, whatever it is, it's almost like it takes some sort of overhaul in your life to realize and experience all of the growth that you've been doing over the last period of time. For me, it feels like I've grown and changed so much over the last couple of years as a trainer and as a coach. And now I've started this podcast. Now the way that I want to use my time and the things that I'm excited about have shifted a little bit. But it's exciting because it almost feels like everything that I've learned is now coming together. And as I move forward, I can use all of those things for this next massive phase in my life. Now, I told everybody about why I love being a coach so much last week. So it's not to say that coaching won't always be a part of my life because it will. But if I was just treading water, doing the same exact thing, spending my time in the same exact way that I have for the last couple of years, I'm not sure I'd really be able to realize and share all of the things that I've learned and all of the growth that I've really experienced. So I want you to ask yourself, what's that thing? that you want to change? What's that thing that you want to make better in your life, but you haven't been able to just step up to the plate and do it yet? What would it take if you were going to sit down and write out what your days, what your weeks, what your months look like, and you were going to write out your ideal life? How would it look? How would you be spending your time? What's different? How is that different from your current reality? Sometimes it just takes opening your mind to a new possibility to see the change that needs to be made. Anyways, I think even just thinking about this and going through this sort of mental exercise is really powerful and can sort of help change the ways that you think about your time and the way that you're prioritizing your time and energy. Because like I've said on here before, your time and energy is a finite resource. It's all you have. It's the most precious thing that you have to give. So are you being intentional about where it's going? 
It's crazy, but it's June, which means we're already over halfway through this year. So I've been thinking back on some of the New Year's resolutions that I've made, and I shared one of those resolutions about sleep on my Instagram feed this past week. But another one of the resolutions that I made is that I'm going to be deliberate about how I spend my time and energy. I think I spent the first three or four months of the year doing that in tiny ways, but I didn't make any massive changes in my life. I was kind of just spinning my wheels, doing the things, trying my best, maybe being as deliberate as I could in small ways. It may have taken me six months, but I finally feel like I'm making some changes in my days that are really making a difference in this area, and I feel so good about it. I feel amazing. I've been so much more present at home lately. My mind has been so much more relaxed. I've been more creative. It just feels like I'm living a deliberate, mindful life. And because of that, the things that I do pour my time and energy into, I'm able to fully delve into them, which feels so good. I think we all want to feel that way, like we've given our best selves to whatever it is that we're doing. It's an amazing feeling. Okay, that's enough rambling about that. I did not mean to talk for that long. I kind of just wanted to pose the question, but clearly I had a lot more to say about it than I thought. I'll just ask you one more time. Do you have the guts to make a change? Do some reflecting. I would love to hear what you guys think about this. Okay, without further ado, I want to introduce the guest on the podcast this week. This is a really exciting one. Her name is Becca Crow, and Becca is a wellness expert. She's also a grain-free recipe developer. She has a blog called Going Grainless that's amazing and has so much good recipe info on it. She's also the host of the Vibe Tribe Wellness Podcast. She's recently a Reiki practitioner, and she's also a mindset coach. Becca tells us a little bit about her story in this episode, so I don't want to give too much away, but she found wellness after some of the choices that she was making early on in her life started to take a toll on her body, and she realized that treating her body differently was what was going to really change her life. She began doing her own research and reversed all of her health ailments completely naturally, and since then, she has been on a journey to transform her life and others through healthy eating, mindset, spirituality, and all things wellness. In this episode, I talked about big changes in life with Becca because she's had a few really pivotal moments that have kind of changed the course of her career and where she's ended up today. We also talked about her blog and her podcasting. We talked about Reiki and what the heck it is because for me, that was a new concept, something that I'm definitely gonna have to try Getting in touch with this spiritual side of things is something that I'm really interested in. So lots of good things in this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Becca Crow. Could you start by telling us just a little bit about yourself and about your journey? I know you kind of started a blog calling Going Grainless, and that's when you sort of entered the wellness scene. But just tell us a little bit about your journey to starting that, your impetus for starting it. Yeah, so I started it honestly like kind of just like as an accident like it never was supposed to be what it is now but it's like very cool what it's turned into it was like totally just a passion project 
I guess going back a bit, like I have always had like digestive issues and was always on medications for different things, had asthma, was always getting sick, like all these different things my whole life, but like you just kind of brush them off as like, you know, that's life, I was born with it, like mm-hmm. that's it. When I went to university, I partied a lot, I ate horribly, and I was just like not feeling good. Like I kind of hit my own rock bottom where I was on even more medications, I was getting panic attacks, I was like seeing a therapist, I was on medication for that, I was losing my hair, I holy crap. had like huge in- like intestinal digestive pain, just like it was horrible and I was 21 and I was like, I don't even feel like myself, like mm-hmm. I just like felt like I was going through the motions of life, mm-hmm. but like wasn't living and so I was like, I need to make a change and I started doing research online and kind of just like fell into everything about gluten-free and at the time that was like 2012, there wasn't like that much about it but I started reading about it and I was like this actually like resonates with me like why has no one ever like recommended this to me before to like try out to eat gluten-free so I did it uh what I read online or like in a book wheat belly was to try it for three months Mm -hmm. I've like never gone back because within like a few days my digestive issues were gone my anxiety was disappearing I wasn't getting sick my hair was growing back like that's literally just like that mental and physically it was just like gone and I was like oh my God, like there is something to this. Like, why don't people know about this? <laughs> yeah, because I feel like it wasn't even a thing back then, right? Like no. now it's a buzzword. You're gluten-free on every yeah. package in the store. But the thing is, is like for me specifically gluten-free, but at the end of the day, like because there were so few products back then, they were expensive. I was a student. I didn't have a lot of money to like mm-hmm. buy them. I had to start just like eating real food and I feel like at the end of the day that's my message to people when it comes to food is like just eat like real food shop like the outside of the grocery store and the thing is is when I went gluten-free I like didn't know how to cook it was all like new to me oh my god so it was like super overwhelming but I've always been a creative person and I wanted to go to school for art my parents were like you're not going to school for art I went to school um for English and marketing I kind of started seeing cooking as like wow you can actually be like creative with cooking Mm -hmm. like with the different ingredients and all that so it became a creative outlet and eventually um I started following a couple girls on Instagram who were doing it and again in like 2014 like there wasn't many people doing it and I just decided Mm -hmm. to start posting pictures on Instagram and just started growing a following that way and for like a few years like I just kept doing it out of passion but like had no idea like what to actually do with it like how to leverage it cool so what was the what was the deciding point for doing it full-time like when did you realize I can leave my full-time job and do this I started meeting friends in Toronto when I first started I had just moved to Toronto and it kind of became a thing I did when I didn't have a lot of friends like I'd come home from my nine to five that I didn't necessarily love doing and that would be like what I would look forward to each day Mm -hmm. so I started kind of like integrating more into like the Toronto wellness scene which is like the best community ever (laughs) I'm just starting to learn but absolutely like everyone is so great and I feel like making friends in the scene kind of like got me into it more realizing Mm -hmm. like oh there's like events and like that's when brands started kind of coming and doing things and I just started getting approached by different like people and brands and different things and I was like cool like this is an awesome little side hustle and it wasn't until I got a business coach, it was last summer, mm-hmm. that I actually, like, I wanted to take it full-time, but I was like, I don't know how to do it. I, I just don't know. And it's scary, too, it right? Was. Like, that's a, that's a massive leap. Yeah, like, leaving, like, a salary-paid, like, decent job. Yeah, for sure. And so it was crazy, though, because she just allowed me... I recommend coaches to, like, anyone who wants help in any area because it's crazy just by, like, having a coach. They just kind of allow you to see what you've already started and just like Mm -hmm. give you that push for the next step 
And so within like two sessions with my coach, Angela, I actually quit my full-time job because she just, she was like, well, you already have this. You could, if you just like did this and this and this, you'd have your income covered. So I worked really hard at it and I just left. That's amazing. Yeah. And never looked back. I've never looked back. No. So I left my job in September Mm -hmm. and since then it's been like such a ride. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So what else are you doing right now to kind of fill your time? So I feel like you've kind of got your hands in a lot of different (laughs) things. I have my own podcast, Vibe Tribe Wellness, Mm -hmm. which I started with my best friend who I met on Instagram, Rachel. Which I love. Yeah. I'm like obsessed with it. Thank you. Uh, So we started that together just about two years ago and then I was working on another podcast with one of my good friends and a company she works with they're just working on some marketing stuff right now so Mm -hmm. we've kind of put that to the side other than that what else do I do so I do a lot of content creation um, outside Mm -hmm. of my account so I love the creative aspect and getting to work with brands in that sense also over the years like my whole journey kind of started with food but then slowly through food I started like then focusing on mindset and then like spirituality so it's taken me on such a journey and now I do have my hand in so many pots so Mm -hmm. outside of the podcast I'm also a Reiki practitioner yeah that's been kind of recent that's been pretty recent and it's kind of like taken over a lot more than I thought it would Mm -hmm. because there's been a lot of interest which I think is like really cool to be able to share Mm -hmm. that more with people Um, And then what else do I do? I also do some social media like for brands as well. Like that's kind of what I started doing to leave my full-time job is covering the social media for different products and services. Oh, cool. And then currently right now, the biggest thing that I'm working on is I'm launching a product. No way. Yeah. That's exciting. Do we get to hear what it is or is it still a secret? I'll tell you after, (laughs) but I'm really excited for it. That's amazing. So yeah, doing a lot of different things, but... It's like totally just like what lights me up. But at the end of the day, I just like want to inspire people. Yeah. What have you learned through the years of having the blog? Honestly, I feel like I've learned like everything about myself. Like I don't think I would be the same person if it weren't for the blog because it's, I grew up like a super shy person, which like might be like really crazy to think now. Yeah, that's crazy. I was like shy (laughs) and scared to share. And even for my first year on Instagram, I never shared what I looked like. Uh, Stories didn't exist back then. There wasn't that pressure. Yeah. And even after that, for like a year and a half, you might see me like once a season, like posting a picture of myself. I was so out of that. And so it really, I feel like gave me self-confidence. And maybe that's like as my community and I like grew together and like getting to like connect with them. It just like made me feel like I have more of a purpose Mm. and more confidence. So I think that's been really cool. That is so cool. Yeah. It's given me such more of like a business sense. It's honestly introduced me to like some of my absolute best friends in the world. Now, like honestly, in such a weird way, it's like kind of made my life how it is now, which is so cool since it kind of just started so organically. Yeah, definitely. How did you decide on podcasting as a platform? Why podcasting as a way to sort of share your voice and your message? I feel like everything I do, I kind of just get like an idea to do it and I don't overthink it and I just like do it. I got into podcasts two and a half, three years ago and I really liked them and I actually recorded one episode like solo by myself talking and I was like, what would I talk about? Like, I don't know, but like I want to start one. And then two months after that, that's when I met Rachel in real life and we became friends and I think it was like three weeks into our friendship and I'm like, hey, do you want to start a podcast? Amazing. And she's like, sure. And we're like, what will it be about? And so it kind of just happened, but the whole like premise behind it was like we were both gluten-free bloggers, like very Mm. niche um, at the time, which I think really served us well to get started. But both of us also had been on these wellness journeys and we wanted to be sharing more of that in a different way. And we thought... Having a different platform to start sharing that on would be a great way to 
reach our community in a different way, get our voices out there, and then like slowly sort of incorpor- start incorporating wellness into our own platforms as well. So it's interesting that you say that you were kind of like scared to share because to be able to just start something when you have an itch to do it takes such a level of confidence. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty amazing. Thanks. Really yeah, cool. I, I guess like for me having, I guess someone alongside me like just made it more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, yeah so for sure. yeah, so I love like having heard always bounce ideas off of and everything. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about just like big changes in life. I feel Mm. like I'm kind of in a transition phase lately, like thinking about everything I've learned in the last couple of years through my job and the people that I've known and being here in Toronto. I'm not originally from Toronto. I don't know. And it just feels like it's time for like a big change. And I think this podcast and starting that has been a part of that. It's definitely definitely like driving that a little bit for me, but I'm curious if you can think of any points in your life that have been like big turning points for you, sort of like the start and end to a phase of life for you. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to say like the big ones that stand out because I feel like those were really big defining moments. They're kind of what like my like personal rock bottom moments. I feel like when I got really sick and then discovered the whole like world of like real food and then more recent which I feel like has got me into like all this other stuff and that's where where I've really like grown as a person is um I got let go from a job and it was a job that I thought at the time was like my dream job because it was the first marketing job I had and basically they created the position for me to blog and create content and all these amazing things and at the end of the day there were just some differences and they let me go Mm -hmm. that was like the first time that I was like I suck I was like just talking to myself in such like a negative way I had never taken the time to like just sit back and think you know like think in my own thoughts but I would let go from a job I was sitting at home basically like nine to five every day by myself being like like job searching being like what do I do Mm -hmm. and that's when I started getting into the whole like mindset and more like spiritual side of myself I just started like looking for like resources and so that's when I discovered the world of like Louise Hay affirmations. So like it's a lot of like I call it positive brainwashing. It's like self-talk. So when I was like telling myself like, oh like you suck, like you're never gonna get that job, or like, you know, like that person's never gonna work wanna work with you, or there's more people better than you, it's switching that mindset. So simply rather than saying that, I'd catch myself and be like, I am deserving of a job that I love. Mm. And now when all these moments happen, like I was in a seven year relationship that ended and that was a huge transition. I was telling you, um, I was supposed to move into a place and it burned down and I was like, <laughs> and so I like, was in between places and homeless essentially for a while. And there's just been like, last year I broke my ankle, like freak accident, had to get surgery and was off for like six weeks. All of those moments have like tested me in different ways and have kind of like jump started. I feel like new parts of my life where I just... I'm in a place where I'm like, what am I gonna do to pick myself back up? And I feel like I now have this like toolkit that I figured out. So back then when I first got let go from my job, I feel like it might've taken me a month or two to start picking myself back up. Then as more things happen, maybe it was a few weeks. And now I feel like I've got it down when something like really throws me off. Like I now know what to do. It takes mm-hmm. me like a day or two to pick myself back up. So whether it be like affirmations, meditating, just eating better, working out, hanging out with friends yeah you've got coping coping mechanisms yeah yeah I like yeah I call them like my toolkit now and I just like know that if I can just get myself on track with those everything in my life is going to start working out again Mm. things kind of just start coming to me being like okay this is your new direction Mm. this is what you're meant to be doing 
Yeah, there's a lot of trust in that. It is a lot of trust. And actually, I just changed my phone background to some affirmations. But my phone background before that yesterday, it literally said like trust and surrender. On the back of my phone, I always have things reminding me. So right now, my background is I am attracting the love of my dreams. I'm attracting the money in my dreams. And I'm attracting the life of my dreams. Cool. And I just find like things like that are just really great reminders throughout the day. Yeah, I love that. It's so interesting once you start paying attention and tuning into the way that you're talking to yourself in your mind how negative you can be so, so there's a lot of work to be done in that so negative so gratitude bad. is actually another huge one i find like mm-hmm. i really try and do it when i'm in bed morning and night like it's such an easy practice to just lie there and name three things you're grateful for mm-hmm. and i think just like to start your day that way and end your day in that way is like such a positive thing you can be doing because there could be like one or two negative things going on in your life and you're focusing on that like so much. But then meanwhile, if you actually sit back and relax, there's a hundred other things in your life that are going well. Yeah. Do you know of Brene Brown? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she talks about how the only true way to experience joy is by being grateful and practicing gratitude because otherwise we're prone to experience joy and be happy for a fleeting second and then boom think of the negative thing or what bad thing is going to happen next or Mm -hmm. we sort of like qualify it in a way but when you practice gratitude you can actually just be in that joy it's so true and that's when i feel like you're able to trust and surrender more Mm -hmm. it's also interesting looking back thinking of all of these good things that come from being in these quote unquote like rock bottom places. When you're able to reflect back, it almost makes those low points easier when you're in them, right? Because you do like trust and you do know like, hey, you know what? This will truly make me stronger because I've seen it before and I've seen how it's built me up before. Absolutely. I think of that every single day and every time now that like there is something that knocks me down. I'm like, okay, what is the lesson in this? Mm -hmm. Because there always is a lesson. Like, yeah, when I think of like, getting let go or the relationships ending or my house burning down or all those things like those taught me some of the biggest lessons and like I truly would not be where I am right now if it weren't for those so at the end of the day I'm even grateful for those yeah looking back that's amazing yeah yeah that's a that's a really beautiful place to be in yeah I feel it feels good can we dive into your relationship a little bit you're in a seven-year relationship which ended what was the story behind that we met when we were like 19 years old mm-hmm. and it kind of like started then. so young <laughs> so young yeah. and like I didn't know myself then like at all and we just like grew apart as people like and I think that's what happens especially when you meet someone so young you're in such like a time in your life where everything is new you're taking in so much you're just trying to figure out who you are and I think in any relationship you either grow together or you grow apart and mm-hmm. so I don't think I have nothing ever bad to say about that person because at the end of the day like we just want completely different things in life. We figured mm-hmm. out different things in life. So how's it been since that being single? Good. Like seven so I, years is a long time. A long time. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, like that's ni- like as so long as I was been with my husband. That's crazy. To twenty six. Yeah. A long time and a lot of phases. So many. Yeah. Yeah. Like crap. different cities, long distance, mm. like craziness. Oh, wow. the whole it was thing. crazy. Yeah. So like the hardest thing I ever did was it ending you're each other's best friends you live together everything like your whole life is changing but looking back now it taught me so many lessons and like I want to be with someone who's on that same wavelength as me like I could have totally stayed with that person and it would have been okay Mm -hmm. but like you have to go and trust that there's someone else out there who's on your wavelength who has the same interests as you the same hobbies and you not to say that you have to do everything together Mm -hmm. but a lot of good can come from that but like don't get me wrong like I went through like 
a six month period that was like so 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 difficult yeah I'm sure but good for you for like yeah. I don't know knowing that you were deserving of not settling yeah I feel like a lot of people especially when they get in a relationship really young they just don't realize how good it could be I guess or that they owe it to themselves to like find the right person exactly and like I mean anyone who like was with someone super young and they like it worked together like that's amazing for them Mm -hmm. like every situation is just so different and since then I have been in another relationship and even that one it just like again like it's kind of like the song thank you next like they actually do teach you things (laughs) like they actually all teach you lessons (laughs) they teach you lessons that like I don't know it just like I feel like every single time it just like makes me trust and understand more what I want in someone Mm -hmm. and I'm so at the mm. same time, as much as I am single now, and I have no problem admitting that because I'm in a really good place, I know what I want now where when I was younger or back when I didn't like trust and love myself and really listen to myself, like I would have gone for something so different. Yeah. So lessons. Yeah, definitely. How do you tune in to your mind, body, and soul and give it what it needs in any given moment? Mm, that's such a good question. This is like my podcast theme, so I, I gotta love, ask it. I love it. <laughs> um, the whole body, mind, and soul thing, especially 2019, like that's been like a big theme for me. So everything I did started with food, my whole wellness journey. That's how I got into it because I was sick. And right. then it slowly turned into the mindset after going through all these life struggles. And then I feel like I needed those two as a base to then bring me to the soul part of it. Mm. Over the years, I got into like meditation and now Reiki, energy work, all these different things that kind of opened my mind more to the more like spiritual side of things. I didn't actually ask this question with your story in mind, but this is literally Literally. exactly your story. Body with the nutrition, the mind work with mindset, and now you're dabbling in this soul searching sort of. Totally, yeah. It is really important to find that balance in any given moment, I think the biggest thing is being mindful. That plays a big role in anything, whether you're going to eat healthy, whether you're going to believe in yourself, whether you're going to trust. And when it comes to the whole soul piece, like it's literally trusting, mm. which connects to everything else. Yeah. So to tap into that, like for example, um, whenever I'm just like out for a walk or driving or just have a few moments like sitting waiting for an appointment, I usually just try and tap in and ask myself, like, how am I feeling right now? And I find that to be super helpful. And sometimes it means maybe I just need to take a minute and literally express gratitude or take a moment to meditate. Or maybe I actually need a snack or something. I don't think we take enough time to tap in and ask, how am I feeling right now? What could I do? We like to distract ourselves and have like that monkey mind going at all times. So I think it's slowing down and asking. Yeah, I think mindfulness is a huge part of this. So do you have a meditation practice that you do? Because I'm really big into this Reiki journey right now, I do a specific body scan meditation every day. You're going to have to tell me about Reiki and what it is exactly. It blows my (laughs) mind. For those of us that don't know, because this is like something I'm hearing all the time now, and I want to learn more, but yeah, I'd love for you to tell us about it. Totally. Well, I'll tell you about my meditation Mm -hmm. practice real quick. So a really great meditation to look up on YouTube is like a body scan meditation. They have ones that are like 10 minutes or ones that are like an hour. Again, it just gets you like more in tune with your body in general. So it's a really great meditation to do. And then I'll do some self-healing Reiki, just working on myself. If I don't have a lot of time, literally I'll meditate anywhere. Like I do have a spot in my room. I like to do it. But again, like I'm driving, I'm walking. Like meditation doesn't have to just be sitting on a cushion like on the floor like you know whatever (laughs) with your hands in a specific pose exactly (laughs) exactly like I think at the end of the day you're sitting on the subway and you have two minutes set an alarm on your phone for literally two minutes again listen to yourself Mm -hmm. take some breaths 
I think that's really important. Like 10 minutes a day, two minutes a day, whatever you have will make all the difference. Mm-hmm. That's so true. We did a, um, last March, we did a meditation challenge cool. and we had everyone like go through like different phases or different sorts of meditations. And the body scan was one of the ones that we did. Amazing. It was everyone's favorite far and away, especially in a fitness community. So we love yeah. tuning into our bodies and what's going on and how things are feeling or for sore after a workout, whatever. But it's such an easy way to have something to focus on, like mm-hmm. specifically to kind of like go through the different parts of your body versus just okay I'm trying to breathe you know it's a little bit less tangible of a exactly thing. It, that's that's what exactly what I like about it it's mm-hmm. just like it still drifts off like as you're a human everyone's mind drifts off but it's something more to focus on mm-hmm. um I'm not a big like guided meditation person by myself but there are so many great apps as well <laughs> or I'm really big into kundalini, kundalini yoga so like one that they always say to say is sat nam so sat in and nam out oh, and again cool. it's just like little ways to like just get your mind from drifting so much. Yeah, yeah. cool. Tell us, what is Reiki exactly? Okay, I guess before I fully describe it, I just wanna say like, if you follow me or follow along, I am into tons of different, I guess they're kind of seen as like woo-woo modalities. But <laughs> Is the, that the technical term? Technically, yes, yes. <laughs> Very technical. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is like, I always just like to tell people before I get into it is like, Anything that I'm into is because I've tried it and I've seen results. Mm. And so I started doing Reiki about a year and a half, two years ago. And then I really started noticing changes last year when I broke my ankle because Reiki can be used for emotional, it can be used for spiritual or physical um, ailments. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I just kind of got deeper. So basically, it is a Japanese healing modality. And basically, the practitioner is channeling life force energy. So um, one of my favorite quotes is from Einstein. It's basically like energy is everything. If you follow quantum physics, there's so much science behind it. Energy is flowing through our bodies through chakras, which are basically like meridian points in the body. And if you think of, if you know like psychology and you think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like basically the bottom has to do with like your basic needs, like food and shelter and just like safety and security and the top being like more like your higher self Mm -hmm. that's exactly what the chakras are so the chakras at your feet like your root chakra has to do with your your base your safety all that and then as you move up it has to do with other parts of your body up to your higher self so in reiki the whole what we're trying to do is we're trying to balance those chakras so that energy can be flowing properly throughout your body so when you're flowing properly and you're balanced this can help with physical things so as i said when i broke my ankle i found it super helpful i deal with a lot of people like going through breakups or things like that um it can really help your heart chakra gets really blocked uh confidence in your solar plexus each chakra has to do with different parts of you getting aligned for example like the other day my dad had a toothache turns out like he had cracked his tooth and so it was like a lot of pain i did a reiki session on him He said like the pain went down a little bit and then like within 24 hours it was almost gone and he was like that's weird but he went to the dentist the dentist told him that the tooth had fully died in that time which doesn't make sense because like that happens in almost no cases like usually you have to get it pulled instantly and my dad was like like not fully like believing at all but he's like oh yeah i'll let you do this on (laughs) me like whatever and the dentist is like this actually like doesn't make sense and so we're just like something else is going on that yeah and like it can be also like a big emotional trigger like during it because so much energy is going through your body so like i would say like a third of the people that i deal with they actually start crying during the session just because it is a big emotional release and like releasing that's huge because we suppress so many emotions deep within us which can manifest into anxiety guilt physical problems and so it's really just helping a lock into the surface and 
because it is bringing a lot to the surface during these sessions it kind of almost turns into like life coaching therapy sessions which also works out perfect because this year I, this year I actually got certified as a mindset coach. Amazing. Which oh. I really wasn't planning on putting it all together, but I love like certain Reiki practitioners will just do the session where I really like getting into the other stuff because I think everyone kind of needs a spot where they can just like get things out and talk. And I think like if you can be there for someone and helping them in that way and I've always been like a very empathetic person like it's so rewarding and especially like seeing the results from it yeah I 1000% agree and as a coach I end up with the same thing with so many of my personal training clients because yeah yeah, they come in to do the fitness side of things and we train but yeah it ends up being a coach for so much more right because people just have a space to open up and speak and it brings up all these other things so I can really really relate to that it's true it builds like so many like beautiful connections Mm -hmm. that you like didn't think you've had and like it 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 kind of like it just inspires people to like improve their lives in other ways too which is like so rewarding I guess the the only thing I didn't cover about Reiki is of how it's actually done Mm -hmm. so the client lies down either on like a massage table or a couch or somewhere comfortable and basically um, it's all through touch so I have different hand positions that I would be doing to channel this energy and the session lasts anywhere from like 30 minutes to an hour so it's super relaxing and chilling for them like I've honestly fallen asleep during Reiki sessions (laughs) or again like just taking time to meditate be mindful tuning in with your body and it's interesting because sometimes people will get warm sensations or like different Mm -hmm. feelings from the energy so every single person is different how they react to it the results are really cool to see yeah that's really cool I would love to try it yeah let's do it yeah we'll have to do it yeah definitely so let's say like someone has a block in their heart chakra Mm -hmm. how would you know that and what would you do about it Okay, so <laughs> this, this like yes, no, this is like a difficult question. No, no, know. not at all. But so this is actually like kind of where it gets into like the kind of woo-woo stuff for someone who might not necessarily be into it. But again, going back to energy, like energy is everything. And so at these different chakra points in the body, I'm very sensitive to energy and I have been and getting more into in tune with myself, I'm more sensitive to it, which is why I have like these daily body scan practices mm-hmm. and things that I'm doing now to tune in. So I'm actually able to feel the energy on the different chakra points when someone is blocked and then by doing the session even if say your heart chakra is blocked or you have like a few different chakras blocked you don't have to just be focusing on the heart chakra to unblock the heart chakra Mm -hmm. just by channeling the energy around you you're able to unblock them so every single session it blows my mind every time I'll go back and check the chakras and they're like fully in balance cool yeah what was your first experience doing Reiki I was just And why did you get into it I guess yeah (laughs) I know it's so crazy So my very first experience was with my friend Amal, and I actually met him through my podcast. Uh, Rachel had had a session with him. They like connected through Instagram, and we had him on, and he talked about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. At that time, I had a lot of anxiety going on and was just like figuring out a lot of my own stuff. And after the session, I just like felt so calmed. My anxiety was decreased, and he's a psychotherapist, and so he used to kind of like turn it into like these little sessions after two, and I was just like... I don't know what it is, but I feel good. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept with him and he's always been my practitioner and he was the one who actually certified me in it. He's like the best. And so I don't know, like for me, I just, I felt results and I just stuck with it. You were drawn to it. I was drawn to it. So you trusted it. Yeah. You meet so many people podcasting, huh? Yes. 
who else have you gotten to meet and like had relationships with because the podcast oh my gosh like there's been so many because podcasting is the best networking tool so i really look up to the girls from elevate the globe they're um la based and so rachel and i got to podcast with them when we were down there and then when we were in bali they were randomly in bali so we connected with them there no way um almost 30 their podcast Mm -hmm. so we got to record with them at Lindsay's house in la and then the episode got lost or like it they recorded it and it didn't like save properly oh no so but then it just so happened that they turned out to be in toronto last summer for an event so we got to record with them again okay, cool. which has been really cool um that's like my worst nightmare is like losing one of these I podcasts know. i know knock on wood or something but yeah i know I'm like seriously always panicked about it i'm trying to think who else there's honestly honestly been so many people like amal my reiki practitioner mm-hmm. yeah even there's even just people who have been on it who have just like genuinely just become my friends mm-hmm. so it's it's like the best networking tool as far as like just talking to people that inspire you and getting to like learn from them, but then also like being able to share it with your communities. Yeah, it's just a great excuse to all these people that you look up to and you want to learn more from, get them in a seat for an hour, no distractions. Yeah. Like, Actually, I know so who cool. I was most excited for, Chris Harder. He is, I guess he's like a coach. He's in wellness. He's in LA, um, but his podcast is for the love of money. And I really love it though, because it's a business podcast, but Mm. it has like the mindset and spiritual focus to it. Uh, And I've literally listened to every single one of his episodes and he came on our podcast. So that was probably my favorite. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I was like a fan girl. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Can you just explain to everyone why gluten-free is not the same as healthy? Absolutely. (laughs) That's why like at the beginning I said like my real mission is just to like promote eating real food because Mm -hmm. I I personally need to be gluten-free for my body but like in general like real food is the difference because like gluten-free if you're just buying like the gluten-free products at the grocery store they're still packaged they're still refined they're still processed like they still contain a ton of ingredients. And often they put other bullshit in there to, once they take the gluten out, right? Exactly. Like extra fillers. They'll sometimes. add more sugars. They'll mm-hmm. add more like refined oils, like canola oil and things like that. So yeah, I would definitely like when people are like, oh, I'm going gluten-free as a weight loss diet, but they're eating like gluten-free bread and cookies and all that. No, there's no difference. Yeah. Shop the outside aisles of the grocery store, whether you're gluten-free or not, like that's going to make the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest reasons that new ways of eating or I hate the word diets, but diets um, work for people is because they start paying attention to what they're eating Mm -hmm. and they start actually eating whole foods, right? So it's also that mindfulness piece that's actually like making a difference. It might not actually be whatever protocol you choose. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think the thing is too, is like a lot of the diets out there when you look at like not even gluten-free, but just fad diets, even like Weight Watchers and stuff. A lot of it's about like calorie counting and Mm -hmm. things like that. If you just start eating fruits, vegetables, proteins, things like that, you literally don't even need to like count calories, I find, because you're just nourishing your body. If you overeat, you know you're overeating. But at the end of the day, I just find if you're just eating real food, like you're satisfied and you're not thinking about it. A hundred percent. And it can still taste so good. Like I have 300 recipes on my website of like Mm -hmm. pizza, tacos, burgers. Like I love that stuff, but you can just make it better. Yeah. Make it in a healthy way. Or like being in Toronto, Mm -hmm. we're so lucky to have so many amazing restaurants that do it really well too for sure what are your faves like go to healthy spots Mm. i always have clients asking about that yeah well when you're out on the go like what are the healthy options that's so true do you have any that you like in toronto impact kitchens like 
one of my favorite places. I mean, every, Low key, everyone go, like once a week at me least. Too, me too. It's we fine. Spend, like $50 a day. I know, actually. <laughs> everything's just so good. So good. Uh, always impact, like Comfort and Kim's good as like mm-hmm. a quick place. I love Planta and Rosalinda if you want like something like a bit more like sit down and nicer. You know, it's funny. I don't eat out that often. I really try not to. I do so much less now too. I was Mm -hmm. thinking about that. I'd rather go to the butcher and get really nice ingredients and make my own meals now than go out. It's crazy. That's the thing. I'm a huge meal prepper. Like Mm -hmm. even though I work from home a lot, just taking one day to prep, like usually if I prep on a Sunday, it'll last me till say Wednesday. Just having like a couple meals in there made for you makes such a difference. You're eating better. You're saving money. You feel better. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. So I, I try and save like eating out for like either with friends or when I'm traveling. The special, special Or like really in a pinch. Or the yeah. thing is, what I, I you know what? When I eat out, that's when I love getting like Thai food or Indian food mm. or like cuisines. That, yeah. Like, I don't stuff make that you're not going to make necessarily. Yeah. yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah. For sure. When you go to make a recipe. So... I'm getting super interested in cooking. I'm actually starting a cooking course. When you go to make a recipe for the blog, for example, where do you start? Where do you get your inspiration? <laughs> Especially with so many already that you've made. Holy My crap. mind is a shit show <laughs> at all times. <laughs> so I have, I had to get, I recently just got a virtual assistant because I am like an organized mess. Like I know where everything is, but like it's everywhere. And that's yeah. like literally what my brain looks like at all times. So... I do a lot of work with like brands and I love being able to collaborate with brands to like help promote their products and products I love using. And so when it's those ones, like they have to do be like more thought out. And that's Mm -hmm. where I guess just over the years, like especially with gluten-free flours, there's kind of like a science to it. So I just like kind of know now like things that I like using together. Like it was a lot of trial and error. I don't have as many mishaps these days, but back in the day, like I threw a lot of stuff out, unfortunately, or not even threw it out, but just like forced myself to eat it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) um, but honestly, like, I feel like my best recipes come when I'm just like looking in my fridge or my pantry and I'm like, okay, what do I have here? And I can just like create. And that's like my creative brain. Mm. That's like goals for me is to be able to see what I have in my house and my pantry and just make something. Yeah, that's honestly like how Going Grainless started. Um, But obviously now like doing it as a career and like getting paid to do recipes and stuff, I do have to be a little bit more planned out. So Mm. as far as inspiration goes, it'll either be like by the season just like things I like and I like eating or a lot of my inspiration comes from just like stuff I love I miss eating so like I make so many different variations of pizza and tacos and burgers and things like that clearly my favorite because I've mentioned it yeah I know now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah or just like I love Pinterest I love just like looking at food on Instagram I'm never like copying it's just I want to use that ingredient or that's a cool idea and I find I'll just take little bits and pieces of other things that I see and just kind of completely like make yeah, it my own make it your own yeah. yeah totally totally no that's definitely not copying or no. imitating. it's just nothing in the world is ever like truly new right well, like we never like actually invent anything it's just pulling pieces yeah of things well, at the end of the day on it. yeah like who created the chocolate chip cookie like no one knows but there's a million different recipes right. on it so yeah so sometimes i'll be like I'll see like a chocolate chip cookie, like someone posted. I'm like, I want to make chocolate chip cookies. So again, I'll just, okay, what flour combinations do I know work well in the past? Mm. What are maybe like some healthy things I can throw into it? And so it's just kind of, just kind of figuring it out and playing, which is literally for me, like playtime, my happy place. That's your happy place. Yeah. Cool. What's a go-to lunch that you've been loving lately? It's pretty much my go-to meal for the Mm -hmm. past like couple years. And for me, it's 
I always, I pretty much always eat all my meals on a bed of greens because I think it's just like, I've been doing that lately too. It's just so easy. Yeah. It's just so easy to eat whatever you want. I love making, I love like turkey meatballs or making like paleo chicken strips or things like that. Like some kind of protein. Mm -hmm. I tried going plant-based for a month just as like an experiment to kind of challenge myself. I felt really good, but I don't feel good eating beans and legumes and things like that all the time. So for me, like a clean animal protein is like usually what I stick to. And then like, so why did you stop? Put out a plant-based ebook because I do think like it is awesome to start incorporating more plant-based meals for everyone, like Mm meatless Monday, things like that. So I just wanted to get a lot of inspiration and I'd never done it before. So I did it as a challenge, but at the end, like again, my type, I have digestive issues, so like it just didn't too limiting work for my exactly because yeah. I'm already grain free. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, and like that's my other thing is like I'm all about balance. I felt too restricted. Yeah, I feel totally like fair. yeah. I would say like my go-to meal is like a bed of greens, roasted veggies, and like a clean protein, and I will never get sick of it. Same. <laughs> we yeah. eat the same. <laughs> and then like I love like sauces and like dressings. So that's when I'll add like a hummus or like some kind of sauce to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about the sauces. So saucy. Definitely. <laughs> My husband thinks I'm crazy because I just I literally will have like half sauce and half whatever it is. I am, like okay. What are you doing? We are twins. We are twins. The meal yeah. is about the sauce. Yeah, a hundred percent. Just to kind of wrap things up a little bit, this is a question that I ask everybody because I just think it gives so much good insight into a person, but what makes you excited to get out of bed in the morning? Honestly, it is like my community of people, like my following, my community, my listeners, because if it weren't for them, like I would not be doing what I love every day. Like, as I said, it was blogging and all of this that like made me grow as a person. It made me confident, allowed me to find my passion. So like it's my community. I love them. I'm so grateful for them. That's so cool. It's pretty, it's a pretty amazing space to be in, to be able to share so much of yourself because you get so much right back. Even just having started the podcast, I've like, what, six episodes out. When I get those messages from people, even that I like, don't know, like in my fitness community and they're like, Hey, this really resonated with me. Like, thank you so much. And then they offer me like a thought that's everything I know and the thing is too is like you just like never know who is listening because it's so great to get those messages but at the end of the day too like you're impacting mm-hmm. so many other people who don't even like say anything who aren't and that's anything. like what I always find mm-hmm. to be like the really cool and interesting thing or like someone tells you like oh like something you posted or something you said a year ago like resonated with me and I think that's like yeah that's such a good point very cool like because you just kind yeah. of once you're in this space like you kind of just go through the motions of it and it becomes so normal that like you don't really think about I don't know, you kind of get out of it sometimes. And I think like those moments are like the ones that like put you back grounded being like, this is why it's so worth it. Yeah. Have you ever had someone like come up to you and remind you of something that you've totally forgot that you posted? When I first started getting into posting like a lot of the mindset stuff, I still have people who are like, whoa, that blew my mind. Like literally Mm -hmm. just like the kind of like the mindfulness piece of things. Mm -hmm. That's when I started getting a lot of people like kind of reaching out in that sense. It's so funny. I have like a couple recipes that were literally posted four years ago and like the recipe was just posted in my Instagram account and a couple people told me that they would scroll down all the way through my feed no way. to make that recipe and I'm like why didn't you tell me I would have just posted Dedicated. on my blog yeah and like it's so funny I don't know it's some kind of like Mexican really easy bake type recipe mm. and so like that was pretty cool too like to have someone be like I've literally made this recipe for like two years like can you put it on your blog yeah now? so I just have to keep scrolling <laughs> that's awesome if people want to get in touch with you where do they find you there are lots of different ways yeah 
Yeah, there are lots of different ways. I'm currently building my website, which is going to be just BeccaCrow.com, so you can find everything there. But in the meantime, probably the easiest on Instagram is Becca Crow. Um, My blog is GoingGrainless.ca, and my podcast is Vibe Tribe Wellness. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This is so fun. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Remember, we release a new episode every Monday morning. If you want to follow along with me on Instagram, follow at KCMZav. Thanks again, guys. Make sure that you get out there and do something that makes you feel good today.